I did say fuck on the radio uh, a couple months nice. ago. Nice. Whoa. It, I mean, in what context? I was. So uh, <laughs> what had happened was. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Punk Rock Cops. I'm here with your daddy, master, Mr. Ten Eight. <laughs> that, that, that is now my official title. I'm good with that. I'm going to put that in my uh, in my Instagram bio. <laughs> you as you should, and of course, joining us always, as always, is Robin. How you guys doing? Fantastic in yourself. Oh, you know, hanging in there. Nice lazy Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday, so I'm missing my golf tournament right now. So you guys should consider yourselves very privileged at this point. Hey, at least we didn't do it on the Masters weekend. Oh, yeah. That was going to be a no for me, Bob. (laughs) So today we are going to dive into some skate punk. Um, Punk rock and skateboarding have always been kind of synonymous. And um, we all had a discussion and figured what a better episode um than this so we're going to talk about some hopefully some old school skateboarding and some old school punk and how they relate and what we like what we don't like and uh, we'll go from there yeah i'm excited for this episode basically because i never really got into the hardcore side but i was very big into the skate punk even though i can't skateboard to save my life i do not have the coordination for it (laughs) but i love the music love the culture so i'm excited for it yeah absolutely i was uh Super into skating when I was younger. I was never any good at it, but, um, you know, it took a lot of my time up. Uh, gosh, I probably got into skating when I was, I bet you, 10 years mm-hmm. old. Um, the One of the kids who lived behind me was an amateur-sponsored skater, and he had this big, like, eight-foot uh, halfpipe in his backyard. So we kind of got into it at a, at a younger age, and then I kind of got out of it and then back into it, you know, going seventh, eighth grade into high school and of course, that's when all the punk rock started too. So it kind of, like I said, synonymous. So yeah, it was it was always a fun pastime. I still have a skateboard. I just don't know how to use it now. <laughs> right, Robin? Did you ever? Well, I definitely was a skater girl. I started skating when I was around twelve. Um, definitely not any good at it, but you know, I tried and it was fun my brother was a big skater when he was in high school so i just kind of you know took his board and got on it when he uh, wasn't looking so um yeah i love skate punk um it's there's just so many there's like hundreds of skate punk bands out there and it's I mean, I have my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite bands is Face to Face. Oh, um, yeah. They're, you know, one of the ultimate skate punk bands. Uh, what about you guys? What are some of your favorites? Justin, go ahead. Um, Some of my favorites, I, I'm trying to think back when I first got into skateboarding, like for real. Um, that was kind of into the in the grunge phase, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very beginning, but, um, going into like when I 
was starting punk bands and and skateboarding at the same time probably like pennywise mm-hmm. oh, yeah. was a big one yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the offspring uh, especially mm-hmm. their smash album um yeah and i think i'm not 100 percent sure i'd have to go back and look at the track list i thought that they were on one of tony hawk's oh i'm sure uh, oh absolutely yeah but yeah, i that actually album. i have um the complete soundtrack listing up so oh perfect oh okay. I mean, look at look, she's yeah, so prepared she did the homework that's so great <laughs> Hey, I even took notes, but I was like, you know, someone will have it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You guys are the professionals. I'm just the amateur who got invited. Hey, but now you've got the <laughs> nice microphones that you've already bumped up to the, you're beyond her and I. You're We've, moving up in the podcast world. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm trying my best. I was even on time today. Fake it till you make it, right? And I really Ex- appreciate exactly. that you didn't keep the uh, the clip-on mic with the 15-minute battery. That was Oh my god! But <laughs> how long did it take? Somewhere. How long did it oh. take to? I was the last one who, to log on, and Justin still is having problems with his microphone. That's true. It's, hey, you know what? He's so, he's he's figuring it out though. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Baby steps, Robin. <laughs> That's right. Get your life together. <laughs> I know it's semi together today. Hey, by, I was, by the I next was... episode, we're going to be all on the same path here so we're, we're almost there <laughs> we shall see there'll be some sort of breakdown on my behalf <laughs> and you have to wait on me for 15 or 20 minutes right right the dog <laughs> will have to go out or something yeah yeah exactly yeah. Um, we'll have to have some intimate time with his, his with, with the dog, dog. <laughs> yeah puppy cuddles he's got the uh, he's got the skippy ready <laughs> um but anyway so yeah tony hawk i think obviously had such a a goaded soundtrack obviously but another one that mm-hmm. people don't talk about is crazy taxi that soundtrack yes. is really good that's where i first came up with the offspring i think all i want was on it and i was like oh my god this is so badass and you know even to this day when that song comes on i'm like back playing crazy taxi on my sega dreamcast <laughs> i don't think i ever owned that one no i'm not oh. familiar no it was like yeah the- it was like you were a taxi driver and you had to drive people across the um, across the city. I mean, it was and you were like timed and stuff like that. The most more um, what you call it, more customers you could get, the better your score was or whatever. But the soundtrack yeah. was pretty badass. I pulled it up just now. So they've got way down the line by all, a lot of offspring on here. Hold on a second. Way down the line. All I want. Um, change the world. Then you got ten in twenty ten by Bad Religion. Them and Us, Bad Religion. Here at Bad Religion. Inner Logic. Uh, that's all I got on this one, but there's more. But just off yeah. that, I mean, that's like that's a badass soundtrack. Oh yeah, Bad Religion is one of my favorite punk bands, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think they're pretty synonymous with skate punk, especially in the mm-hmm. the Southern California scene in the mid '80s. And oh, absolutely. Uh, it's funny though because, and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for this i like the newer bad religion stuff than the more than the older Mm -hmm. bad religion stuff like suffers great um but i think like true north i think it came out in like 13 is Mm -hmm. is one of my is my favorite uh bad religion album uh stranger than fiction is a good one too oh that's a great one that's my favorite stranger than fiction yeah, and that that song was always on my uh, my running list when I was out jogging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But no one's got time for that stuff anymore. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, 
can't be doing that. Yeah, I I enjoy. I think I because I got into so much punk later. Like I didn't. I kind of got into the skate punk stuff when I was like in my teens, but I didn't really listen to like deeper below the surface punk until I was older. So like the newer stuff was just what was more readily accessible in the beginning. So for like Bad Religion, like all their newer stuff really got me first, and now I'm kind of going in the back catalog and listening. So I, I'm kind of the right. same way with you. Yeah. And I'm just, and I've said this uh, in a couple different podcasts, I am a sucker for good freaking recording quality and and production value. Um, You know, a lot of the older punk stuff is just like, oh, they probably (laughs) set up two microphones in a room and Mm -hmm. just banged it out. But, uh, you know, I like good production value, um, which you still get bad religion. It's not, you know, the older 1985 Suffer stuff, but Bad Religion is still Bad Religion. Right. Um, just the newer stuff is very well recorded and has a good production value. Sure, sure. It looks like, the, or it sounds like they paid a good good dime for it, obviously. And back in the 80s, they couldn't afford, you know, the best uh, right. best recordings and everything. So it's, you definitely hear the difference. And I kind of like how all the older stuff, well, not all of it, but a lot of it's getting remastered now. So it's starting to sound a lot mm-hmm. more yes. clean and polished, but still has the, you know, the, the, the balls. rawness. Yeah, the raw, the ballness of it. So, you know, yeah. it kind of, I appreciate that. You know, so when I do see a remaster come out, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is how it's supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want thing I don't like about, like, some of the, um, I guess, quote unquote, deluxe remastered versions of some of the albums that are coming out? Um, they offer like live stuff mm-hmm. um, in addition to the stuff that was on the album. And like, I have to be in a live music mood to listen to my band, my favorite bands live. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm not a fan um, of the live recordings. Um, it just, the crowd noise just gets in the way for me. Not only that, but it all comes down to who's doing the mix also. So like if yeah. the sound tech just didn't have it, and you're not really going to know what it sounds like going into the recording because it could sound totally different than what's being played in front of this in front of the crowd. I mean, that could jack up your entire live album, so to speak. So I'm not a big fan of live albums either. One of the best ones I've ever heard, going back to the Sky episode, was the Real Big Fish live album. But mm-hmm. I watched the documentary where they redid almost every single part on that live album. So it really wasn't even a live album. It was like a. Oh. It was like a studio record with crowd noise so i'm like that's kind of that's lame. yeah so yeah um yeah so i'm not a big fan of, of live records either yeah I well just... and some of the some of the like you're saying some of the remastered so some bands they'll take a song that they recorded early in their career right mm-hmm. and they'll re-record it when they move to a different record label or whatever so, for instance, like Face to Face, Disconnected, one of the best mm-hmm. skate oh, yeah. punk songs of all time, in my opinion. Um, their early version is Perfection. Yeah, it's a little raw. And it's a little, you know, kind of, it's not as smooth sounding. But when they went to another record label, and I forgot, because I was listening to that uh, Chris makes a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from Left You got me Jake. hooked on that now, by the way. Oh, my God. It's so good, huh? <laughs> no, it's great. And so he interviewed Trevor, the singer, for Face to Face, um, specifically about Disconnected. 
And Trevor was saying that um, they were forced to re-record it when they moved record labels. And I forgot what record label they moved to. I think it was a major label. Anyways, they hated it. And they were forced to re-record Disconnected. And it just, it it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound the same. Mm -hmm. They hated it. Um, And they kind of made fun of it and mocked it and everything. Like, there was this whole thing where they're like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, we we didn't want to do this, but here we are we have to do it and it's stupid and and they just made a mockery Mm -hmm. of it but it just goes to show sometimes you know even if that song doesn't sound perfect with the mixing and everything when they go back to remix it it's just not the same yeah and i think that all kind of goes to where the band's at too like like you said with disconnected it was the studio that said hey re-record this but if the band said Mm -hmm. hey you know let's let's redo this or whatever that's different because i think their heart and soul is going to be in it but yeah and that's what makes the raw that much better is obviously you know you can hear basically the sweat hitting the microphone at that point from a like stocked up uh recording studio so i think that makes the biggest difference too is that when you can feel like the personality of a song come through and i think that's where you get these bands that they're still around just to make music to make more money you can hear it like their their heart and soul is not in this anymore and it's like when you listen to bands you loved growing up and now they're in their late 40s early 50s and they're still singing about girls or you know running from the cops or something (laughs) like man what are you doing Yeah, like that's true. Like, like Blink One Eighty Two always a punk. I know, I know, but like Blink One (laughs) Eighty Two releasing a new album, and you're like, Mark, you're fifty years old. Stop. We're not. We don't buy it anymore. You know. So yeah, Yeah. you got millions and millions of dollars. Right. Right. And you know, which I guess we'll talk about this on the next episode. But you know, I enjoy them, but it's like I can't, I can't vibe with it the same way. Like when you were in your teens and twenties cool like i can totally believe you had girl issues back then but you've been married to the same woman for 20 years now man like right stop. yeah <laughs> now do you think uh do you think blink's a, a, a skate punk band earlier yeah like like the dude yeah. ranch album i think that would definitely yeah. count cheshire cat but then as the, once they got popular once enema of the state came out eh, like i think enema of the state is the end of that i think maybe there's some skate punk like the American Pie songs, you know, that was there. And then mm-hmm. they just went pop. Then they just went full out. Oh, yeah. So do you I've think heard... they inspired a generation of posers? No, I think they <laughs> may have showed a bunch of kids the way, and then they took it that way. Like, I think, okay. like, you don't get the modern pop punk emo side without Blink-182. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. They're very That's inspirational. True. They were, like, uh, they kind of uh, mentored, like, bands like, simple plan Mm -hmm. that was like their their uh (laughs) canadian their canadian uh terrible little hey i'm just a kid and life is a nightmare okay (laughs) hey you know when i was in middle school that that, uh yeah with maid and and whatever is it when i was in middle school that was like that was angst and then i was like then i found what real angst was i was like oh no never mind this is this is scooby-doo bullshit I would go. I would love to go back to middle school mm. and look at the teenage angst and, and be able to tell myself, "Well, if you think you have teenage angst now, wait till you have adult angst right. and like life is just shit." Uh-huh. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Um. So I remember going to like our skate park in our local town, and people will be wearing like Blink One Eighty Two shirts, and we'd be like, "Ah, oh, you freaking posers, get out of here." Yeah. But you know, that could be you know, 
different age groups. Yeah. That's what they grew up with. You know, Blink-182, when they came on the scene and they were real hot, you know, that's what the quote-unquote punk rock kids were listening to. And they, they didn't know about, you know, face-to-face or, mm-hmm. you know. Because back then there was no Wikipedia. There was no Spotify to, like, mm-hmm. listen yeah. to similar artists. You just had to be exposed to it. So that's where right. I don't I don't really buy the whole poser thing if you were never exposed to it. You know what I mean? If it's... Yeah. If you're pose, you know, if you want to go poser to the fact of like, oh, you know, face to face is too hard for me. I I only like simple plan. Then you're a poser. You know what I mean? But if it's, you know what I mean? That to me, that's the disconnect. Whereas like, yeah, I grew up when I was in middle school, simple plan was all I knew. But then as I was exposed to more, I was like, oh, let's, let's forget I ever listened to that. Let me get some more gutter mouth or something like that. Oh God. Yeah. We've all been there. Gosh, I remember I went through a phase where I was listening to like, I thought the the Cold Chamber album was good mm-hmm. back in my. <laughs> I was I would jam some like Sepultura Arise, mm. and then like my cousin gave me this album. And it was like, yeah, this band's Cold Chamber. I was like, oh yeah, totally. This is cool. <laughs> uh, and then I'm just like, going back. I mean, think about it. We're all of about the same age. Mm-hmm. You have to have appreciated what Corn did back in the late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands. Like oh, yeah. we all have that spot in our heart for corn, even though they're terrible. Right. Back yeah. in the day when, when that blind, uh, when they put out the, the video for the blind song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was hard as fuck. Well, I mean, it, wasn't it was different too. It wasn't like the, the typical, it was like, you know, new metal. They're taking those elements with, you know, right. You add the, the hard sound, the rap into it. And I was just going to say, when you mentioned yeah. corn, right. the yeah. one that comes to me is Limp Bizkit. Like, Oh yeah. Like I, I played, <laughs> I played Roland for my nephew who is into punk. He's into skateboarding. Like he's everything. He's cooler than I am. And I played him down. He goes, what the hell is this? I was like, this is what people used to listen to, to be hard back in the day. He's like, this is oh, dog yeah. shit. <laughs> you had to have that backwards New York Yankees. The red, red one's got to be red. Yep. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I remember. God, that was just. Yeah, mm. didn't he? Something happened to Fred Durst. <laughs> didn't he get in trouble recently or something? Thought he got like he got scandalized he was, or something. He was on a um, I think he was on a commercial mm. here. Was it a Super Bowl commercial? Maybe. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he something happened. Still wearing his khaki dick, Dickies pants <laughs> and his white T-shirt. Actually, yeah. I'm looking at a picture the, of him the red right hat. Now. He looks like Zach Brown. From the Zach Brown band. He's got the beanie on and the gray beard. That's funny. And he ain't rolling, rolling, rolling uh, anywhere anymore. His oh, voice gosh. used to annoy me when it'd be all like, brr, brr, brr. Be like Yeah. He'd be, always be like, Dear. like do that of you know, inflection with his voice. It always pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, the new metal sound almost like eclipsed the skate punk sound as far as like skater anthems. For a long time, mm-hmm. like yeah. once the the nineties yeah. transitioned to the early two thousands, that was like you know everyone was listening to Corn or Blink or not Blink, I'm sorry, or um, Limp Bizkit or Lincoln Park. I know Justin's favorite. Oh yeah, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I I never I I could just never get into them. I was never a Limp Bizkit fan, but. Mm-mm. No, uh, I, I would like, it would come on and I'd be like, okay, like my, my one buddy, I had two buddies that kind of influenced my musical taste. One did the new metal and then one did all the punk rock stuff. And I never really got into that 
electronic new metal sound, but I really love the punk rock yeah. sound. Like he would show me Blink, Offspring, Green Day, like all that, you know, that, that I mean, that influenced me way more in life than the, than the new metal. sound. I feel like the guys that I went mean, into new metal yeah. are the ones that like five finger death punch now. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, absolutely. And for, and for me, like I got into a little phase in high school too with like uh kind of you know like nine inch nails Mm -hmm. some marilyn manson uh i still love nine inch nails oh yeah trent trent reznor is still a hottie i don't care he's like a goth industrial (laughs) stud but (laughs) musical genius he is i mean his voice and then just like all the elements the different sounds and stuff um, I've always been a fan of them. So uh, mm-hmm. some of those, some of those like kind of industrial, like metal and stuff like that, still pretty good to me. So yeah, and I never got into the industrial stuff. Yeah, I had a I had a roommate in college that loved Trent Reznor and everything that he was about. You know, so I, I heard mm-hmm. a lot of it. it. Wasn't my thing at that point. I was like neck deep Believe into uh, into the yeah, ska life, you. but. Um, so it was totally opposite of what I was into, but I mean, it wasn't bad. I can, yeah, but I can appreciate what he did for music, and and obviously his musical mm-hmm. genius is is to not be understated either. So, I mean, you gotta sure. be you gotta be pretty good if Johnny Cash covered yeah. one of your songs. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and arguably, could you it imagine? <laughs> oh yeah, true. Could you imagine getting that phone call from Johnny Cash? Like, hey, oh this is God. Johnny Cash. I want to cover one of your songs and be like, okay, yeah, who's fucking with me? <laughs> right, right. This right. isn't Johnny Cash. This is this is a prank call. There's no way Johnny Cash want to cover me. <laughs> the Man in Black. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that um, that's got to be a crazy high honor and just un- unthinkable. Oh yeah. And then like I think I thought about it like bands that cover other bands' songs and make it better. It's like shit. Why didn't we think of this? Right. <laughs> I think we could have a whole um, episode on like punk bands covering songs. Well, add that yeah. to the list. Add that to the future episode. Yeah, add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I got a couple good ones that I was going to mention, but I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, we'll save that I'll for that. Um, t- so to go back to the skate park. Um, so my one of my favorite bands in the skate genre is I mentioned them briefly was Guttermouth. I really like them. They're a lot mm-hmm. of fun and mm-hmm. just kind of, I saw them okay. in concert in Orlando a few, probably like 10 years ago now. And it was just rowdy and insane. And, you know, think about how old these guys are in comparison, but they're still throwing up mm-hmm. on stage and, and, you know, just doing crazy <laughs> shit. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. And the, the energy in the record is like, doesn't even count to where you are in the live show, you know? Yeah. That's and that's awesome. I think that goes back back to why I don't like listening to live albums. I like to have the experience yes, of exactly you know, of being there. Yes. Cuz when when I'm watching the band live on stage, I'm thinking, "Oh, this sounds like the record." And then but when I hear on a record, I'm just like, "Oh, this isn't very good or, you know, not as good as the record obviously, but I like the whole experience." Yes. Yeah, it, it, a concert isn't the same unless you got like fifty people sweating on top of you. Like, even oh, yeah. even as I'm growing up, like I'm looking at all these new concerts that are coming out, like bands coming back together. Like, the, we'll talk about Blink for a second. Two hundred dollars mm. for a ticket, you know, in the pit. Yep. And if I'm in the seats, it's just not the same. I, the, the last time they came back, I was in the seats for one of their shows, and I was like, "This is." I'd rather listen to this on a CD. You know what I mean? Like, yep. listen to the actual record on the CD. 
because I need to be in the pit. You know, it's not the same if you're not in the pit. Yeah. I, uh, that happened to me two years ago when Slayer came around right before the COVID shutdowns, uh, Slayer toured and the floor seats again, like 200 bucks. So I was like, man, I'm not spending $200 on a, on a seat. Mm-hmm. And so we got, you know, it was at a, an arena. Yeah. Um, and so we got cheaper tickets and it was just, it was not absolutely not the same experience. It was still awesome to see them from afar, mm-hmm. but you have to go down there and yeah. see I, the guys with I Slayer it, carved in their head. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. If you don't see the Slayer skin carvings, <laughs> I've seen them in the arms. I've seen them on the foreheads, like you're saying, then you're not getting the full experience. But I think it all depends on the, the venue. So yeah. I'm old and I have a bad back, so <laughs> I'm not going to get in the pit. And I hate people sweating on me. I don't want to touch their disgusting sweat, um, especially people I don't know. Um, so so I like to be in the back. Mm-hmm. But like I said, yeah. it all depends on the, the venue. So like last year, one of my local venues um, has, you know, punk shows and hardcore shows. So last year I went to a handful of shows at that venue and it's a smaller venue. So you can sit in the, or stand in the back or on the side and still get that full experience without being in the pit. Um, and it was great. Like I saw sick of it all and agnostic front, which I've, I've mentioned this show, Mm -hmm. um, in earlier episodes, but it was still amazing. You could still feel the humid sweat Mm -hmm. and everything, but I wasn't like in the pit getting, you know, my hip broken. Right. I remember. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, I was just going to say, I remember one of the last shows I was at, which it's been before COVID now. And one of my favorite things to do was not stage dive anymore, not crowd surf anymore, but to help people up. Like, it was just fun to me. Like, Oh, you want to go? Yeah, I got you. The last time I did, I was like, hurting for days i was like never mind we're not doing that anymore like <laughs> yeah. yeah so <laughs> haven't yeah. worked those muscles in a while yeah yeah so um <laughs> so I, I agree and i like the ones where it's like a bigger it's not like you're not breathing on top of the band but it's a little bit out where there's maybe like an outer rim where like you still mm-hmm. may stand mm-hmm. there there may be some seats but it's not like arena setting that's that's where i'm at yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you have a chance to talk to the band afterward, mm-hmm. which, you know, I was able to do that with with uh, Pete and Lou from Sick of It All. Nice. Got, like I mentioned before, my sweaty hugs from them. <laughs> and yeah. um, I remember some pictures of that. Yes. And then I also um, saw Flatfoot 56, mm. which is they're kind of like a kind of Celtic mm-hmm. punk band from Chicago. Um, and got to hug the singer and talk to the singer of that band. Um, oh, even when I was in Philly, like in that d- dingy basement show <laughs> of Youth of Today, I got to, you know, get hugs from Porcel and, and Ray. Um, so I, you can still experience, have the full experience if you're in the right venue. Yeah. But I so. agree. If you're going to a bigger show, where it's an arena where there's seats where you buy tickets for it's not going to be the same. Mm, no. No, absolutely not. And that's I mean, where... I think it depends on the genre of the band too. And just because... where they are cuz like think about yeah. it like you're talking about these big bands that were huge and they're playing subdued, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of probably on like the downward slide of their popularity. But you got someone like a Blink-182 who should be right where you're talking about but because of yeah. 
Travis Barker and all the marketing he's done, they're still up there high and they're playing where yeah. like the Tampa Bay Lightning play their hockey games. Like it's huge. It's not yeah. it's not to me that's Yeah, they're not playing I saw a post where they're, you know, they they're first, they're kicking off Coachella and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, and I saw a picture Sell weird. out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to I want to see what it sounds like. I remember when they came back and it was the three of them, not this time, the last time they came back. The last last time they came back and they played uh the Tonight Show or something and they were mm-hmm. terrible. They like yeah. Tom is not a live performer at all. Mark's fine. Travis is obviously fine, but he's probably all pre-recorded at this point. But Tom was terrible, so I want to see what the Coachella recording sounds like because I'm sure it's just dog shit. I don't. I don't get what the attraction to Coachella is, but that's um, just. I mean, I think psychedelics, hallucinogenics. Well, yeah. So we have. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, what is it? We have the gathering of the Juggalos oh. here. Oh, uh, it's like. Uh-oh. Tie them in with minutes. the new metal conversation we're having. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, ICP. Oh god. <laughs> um, luckily, it's just outside of my jurisdiction where I work, so we don't have to mess with it. But we definitely get bleed overs. Um, but that's the the venue is actually pretty cool because that's where they did um, uh, Lollapalooza mm-hmm. back in ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. Ooh. The original Lollapalooza came through at this venue, um, and now, yeah. So they they do that kind of the gathering of the juggalos. It's I would like to go for the experience, be but be able to to sit on like a perch and just watch. Right, be like a fly on the wall. I don't yes. want to interact. Yeah. I just want to see. No, 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 just no interaction watch. with that yeah. shit. Yeah, man. I remember yeah, learning about what juggalos were and stuff, and I think I saw. I don't even know where it was, but I saw like a T-shirt. I was like, oh, that's really cool. It was actually a decent design or whatever, and then found out what it meant, and I was like, "Well, I'm not buying that. Yep. Never mind." Yeah. And then, but now it's like a, I don't, I haven't seen it in several years now, so I think they're dying off, maybe. But like, I saw what, what do they call it? Like the Hatchet Man or whatever. That's their logo. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I remember seeing like a uh, cashier at Target wearing it. I was like, "Oh, you're one of you're one of them. <laughs> Got it." <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? In their own right, though, that's their punk rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Would, um, does Hollywood Undead fall into that that scene? I know they're like borderline. I don't know, but Not I think so. They're I they're kind of so. like new new metal. They, they wear like the masks or whatever, right? I think so. Yeah, they're pretty. I mean, th- some of their songs are pretty good, but then they also have like the random hor- like um like gory songs, and they talk about like crazy sex and shit like that so i'm like okay that kind of sounds like an icp vibe i'm not really sure but what was that what was that song that they played was it i'm probably totally wrong was it the suburban life song mm, i don't know i i i could name like three hollywood undead songs that i was like oh this isn't terrible and i know all our punk rock cop followers are going oh my god this, get this guy off the show he's talking about hollywood yeah undead. what are they talking about <laughs> I'm, Poser. I'm looking at a <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of them now, and it's just yes, that is the ICP of new metal. Gotcha. Okay. Now I gotta then, look. Uh, it, I gotta look uh, now. I mean, even if you weren't into them, Slipknot in the new metal, mm-hmm. they have a. To me, they have my respect for what they did because their first album is actually not that bad mm-hmm. if you're in metal and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not into the whole gimmicky masks and no. all that shit. No, there's, um, as far as like going back to skate punk, there's a band called Mast Intruder 
they're pretty good. All their songs are like they they wear masks. Their band member names are based on the color of their masks, and like they they have some pretty good songs. I'm not you know not discounting them. Yeah, and they're all kind of based on this image they have of being masked intruders. Like they have one called Twenty Five to Life. They call, have one called like. Um, Love in the Wonder Alley. Wonder where they got the name of name of that song from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um so anyway, so that's a gimmick that I can get down with, but you know, the the oh we're different uh demons or whatever, like the slipknot idea. That's like, okay. Yeah, you're you're a cool guy. I am if we ever uh introduce video to these podcasts, I am gonna do an episode in full corpse paint though. Okay. <laughs> oh, you better. <laughs> you better. So here's here's a kind of a curveball. Oh man, they were never they're not they're not punk rock for sure, mm. but they were on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. Okay, mm. Primus were they a oh. skate skate punk quote unquote? See, I enjoy Primus. I've I've always been a Primus fan, um, but they definitely don't fit the stereotypical mold mm-hmm. of uh, of what you would think. But they were definitely on the soundtrack, I believe. They definitely were. Um, What? I saw the song. Where is it? Jerry was a race car driver. Oh, is that the song? I think one of them. Yeah. I think they had two. Yeah. I don't even know what, like, genre you would put Primus in. um, Because they're just so unique. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're just so different. They did uh, the Woodstock '99, thousand and one or whatever. They're always kind of lumped in with that era yeah, of bands, and, but, but they never really fit. But you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I was just I just Wikipedia them and I'm looking at like related acts and you know they're talking about like Jane's Addiction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was just the music of the time where like that was popular, yeah. so everyone kind of yeah. sounded or had a song that sounded like that, just to like. Yeah. You know, get the listens, get the clicks, or whatever the uh, '90s version of that was. Get the spins. Um, so maybe that was kind of their thing, and it worked out for them because they obviously got on the Tony Hawk thing, and there were people that appreciated yeah. them. So, because like, like Jane's Addiction, like they're not a punk band at all, but they have a lot of songs that kind of have that same kind of vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, Jane's Addiction to me, I don't like them at mm-hmm. all. Um, I, I understand what they're kind of what they did and what they're about. I never got into them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that whole band kind of ruined that whole tattoo show for me with uh, with their guitar players. Did you ever? Did you oh, guys Dave ever Navarro. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. What was that? Was um, Ink Masters. Masters. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Yeah. See, I liked, I liked that show, but God, they could have picked somebody else. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, but he was always on those like MTV and VH1 shows, so he always had that kind of like yeah uh, pop culture. Well, he dated that Carmen Electra oh, who yeah. was on MTV. Right. She was a VJ on MTV, so maybe that had something to do with it. That's Wasn't right. what band was he in before Gene's Addiction? I don't know. Was some other to, I don't know band. I can't remember. To the Google machine. Know. The Google machine. Here oh, Red go, Hot Chili with the answer. Oh, that yeah. After, um, oh, he was in Jane's Addiction before Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know. I don't know. I think he he joined for a short stint when 
the chili peppers who are god awful. <laughs> Nickelback might oh, be even god. better than them. Um, <laughs> but when they're original guitar player, I I don't like them. Yeah, we should get no, hey my I man Dave on here. He loves the Chili Peppers. I, I can't really. do them. I, I can't. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> good I don't for remember him, him saying Dave. You got that. good taste, bud. <laughs> no, no, he absolutely <laughs> loathes the Chili Peppers. No, it's just I don't get it. But um, we're kind of off topic. Let's go back to yeah. skate punk. It's, but I like this though because we're kind of touching yeah. different aspects of it to kind of get it all together. You know what? Yeah. Uh, skate punk band I like that I don't know how popular they were. I think I dropped them in the uh, in our group chat, and I, I don't think many people knew them. Was Bigwig from New Jersey? Oh yeah, I was actually I listened to one of their songs earlier today. I think I may have sent you one in, in the past. I was like, hey, have you, mm. do you know about this? And you're, I don't know if you were the one or someone else was like, I don't mm-hmm. know who they are, but I vibe with it. But yeah, were, I think they were on. Have uh, to give it a listen. I think they're on Lookout Records. Mm. That's how I found out about. I remember them. some good. Yeah, I remember some good bands coming off Look Good uh, Lookout Records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you're looking up Big Wig, a good one is uh, Alone in New Jersey. Um, girl in the green jacket. That's a lot of fun. Too. Yeah, that's the one I was listening to. I girl really like that jacket. one. There was a that's cover a band one. where I used to live, and they only did punk rock covers. And that's how I learned about a lot of these bands, like Bigwig. They they covered a couple of their songs. I was like, oh my god, this is this is badass. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Speaking of New Jersey, uh, one of my favorite skate punk bands is the Bouncing Souls. Yes, I knew you were going with that. I oh, love, yes. I love Bouncing them. Souls are awesome. Um, New Jersey had so oh many God. good bands come so out of there. So many from like hardcore mm-hmm. to pop punk to just straight punk e- and emo. Like, and emo yeah, and... just yeah. so much. Yeah. Absolutely. So we do a whole New ode to New Jersey. <laughs> Screw New Jersey. Hey, that's where Screw I'm from, ma'am. I know. Yeah. No, uh, actually, I've been there. I actually went there on um, an extradition um, when I was working for my first um, my first apartment. So we went and picked up this uh, lady. She was like rich soccer mom that. Um, and her warrant was for a sex assault on a child. And so oh, we, we so roll up. That lady. Well, yeah. yeah. She apparently um, had a sleepover with um, her teenage daughter. Quote, her, unquote. Her teenage son's friends. And Michael she, Jackson like, had a bunch of sleepovers. them. Yeah. <laughs> so this lady, like, she would not shut up. And she was crying the whole plane ride. But anyways, the, the funny part about that was... We roll up to, uh, is it like Essex County or mm-hmm. Sussex County? Sussex One of the is two. in the mountains. Essex is towards the city. Okay. So we flew into Newark. Okay. So yeah, that's Essex And then County. we had to, yeah, we had to drive probably like an hour. So that's Sussex County. To this jail. <laughs> We're just going back and forth. <laughs> okay. I, they sound the same. Yeah. So anyways, we pull up. It was a small jail. <clears throat> we pull into their Sally Port, which is basically like a one car garage. <laughs> and... So we're like, oh yeah, we're you know from Colorado here to pick up so and so on a on a warrant, and they're like, okay, so that we come in and they're like on the radio, and they're like, Colorado's in the house, and they're just so funny on the radio, <laughs> and they're like, are you gonna bring this fucking guy up here? Like, get this fucking guy up here, and all that. Uh, like, on total- their department comms. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah we, I mean, they were super cool. Yeah, when we when we worked at jail, we had 
um, our channel, our jail channel wasn't repeated. Mm, so it was just kind mm. of like a radio to radio talk around and we dropped the F bomb all the yeah. time. We didn't give a shit. Nobody listened. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it, it's like all police communications, uh, bound by the FCC. So you can't curse technically and stuff like that. Right. So technically every dispatch center has a radio station number, just like, Yes, um, mm-hmm. we used to, when I was a dispatcher, we used to have to broadcast them every hour. Oh, see, the county oh. does it for us, but they only do it seven a.m. That's the only time they do it. They do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. They just told me when I started. You have to say, I won't say the call letters A B C one two three four every hour. I was like, okay. Yeah. I remember first oh, hearing it when I when I moved to dispatch, and they were like. And I heard it, and I'm like, "Y'all listen to the radio in here?" Like, no, it's <laughs> like it is zero seven hundred on WKRZ, you know. And I was like, "Y'all seventy two degrees." Yeah. I was like, "Y'all got Howard Stern in here?" Like, what's going on? Well, you know, some of the some of you dispatcher peeps like just have that like radio voice like vibe. Those were always my favorite type of dispatchers. That weren't monotone and boring little... the whole time. Oh my god. And Super you know what? Just this soothing. Is, this is really nitpicky, but it always annoyed me. I don't know how like your guys's departments roll, but I always had dispatchers that would timestamp. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when I came to yeah. my last agency, they would just be like copy Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, are you going to timestamp it? I don't yeah, know why. So that's, that's nitpicky, department but... policy because my girlfriend, she has to timestamp everything. I don't. So it's kind of yeah. different. So I tried to, I got, you know, when you say the same 10-4 jargon all night for 12 hours, it gets really old. So one time I tried to spice it up, yeah. add a little inflection in my voice, and my supervisor's mm-hmm. like, you got to be professional on the radio. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I was like, having inflection. Who's listening, Sarge? Right. That's what I said. I was like, it is 2 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Nobody's listening. And I, it's not like I like said, 10-4, motherfucker. No, like I was still professional about it. <laughs> you should have. I should have. Um, I did say fuck on the radio uh, a couple months nice. ago. Whoa. It, I mean, in what context? I was, so. Uh, <laughs> what had happened was. <laughs> He's like. No, it was, it, I, I, it was. I didn't realize my radio was keyed up, mm. but basically I stopped a car and, uh, people bailed mm. and I get out and I'm holding this guy at gunpoint and I go to key up the radio and he like pops out from around this car and is going down to the ground. I'm just like, get down the ground motherfucker. And I'm like, Oh, the radio's keyed up. Uh, yeah, go ahead and start me some more cars. Uh, <laughs> which, which I'm sure dispatch was like, he said, motherfucker, we're going to send the whole cavalry at this point. Yeah, it was. So I had him save the. I was like, go back and you save that recording and you send it to yeah, me. We, uh, <laughs> we, uh, when I was brand new, I wasn't even on the road yet. I was still working as a civilian on the front desk. And we had like a triple homicide or something like that. And our sergeant's the first one that gets on scene. And he's like, uh, he's like, I got fucking bodies everywhere. Send me units. <laughs> and I was just like, send the man units. Like, we got, we got an issue yes, going on there. He, send that fucker yeah, some right. units now. Yeah. Hell Sir, yeah. we got all kinds of motherfuckers heading your way. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you walk into an apartment for a, uh, a noise complaint and you just find three dead bodies. I mean, I would have the exact same reaction. So. Like, so that oh, started shit. as a noise complaint, something like that. Yeah, it was like a it was a disturbance that was heard. It wasn't first party caller, and ah. it was a bunch of roommates that were fighting. And you know, one person that sounds awesome. Yeah, one person brought a pistol to a knife fight, and you know, <laughs> there you go. Just took everyone out. Yes. I don't know if they wanted money mm-hmm. or they wanted something more sexual, wow. but it's a lucky thing I had my pieces. 
Your pieces. My gun. Oh. Hi. Anyway, I started blasting. Bang. Wow. Bang. No, I don't see so good, so I missed. Then they ran away. I ran after them. Okay. Bang. Try to shoot them in the back. But I don't want so good either. Anyway, you guys all think I'm a hero, and I'll accept that responsibility. Now, were you concerned, though, that an innocent bystander may Look, have... crime in this city is out of control. Mm. Thank God I went down to Gunther's Guns and picked up a spare. I don't think one would have done it. Right. I'm going to go out and buy some more. Okay. And I think you should, too. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Yeah, be like that hey. sometimes. Um, so, before we press record, I went to the Punk Rock Cops Instagram. Everyone go check it out, Punk Rock Cops on Instagram, like that. Um, and I asked what their favorite skate punk <laughs> bands were. And so here's, I'm going to read some of them off uh, from our good good followers here. First one is Teenage Bottle Rocket. Never heard of I them. I love Teenage Bottle Rocket. They're on the yeah. newer side, probably mid-2000s to current. They are just a okay. lot of fun if you listen to, like, Skate or Die or they just got a lot. All their songs kind of sound the same, but that's okay. If I if I was able to skateboard, they would be on heavy rotation. Sweet. Uh, next one, we've got Offspring, which we kind of touched on before. Oh, yeah. Offspring mm-hmm. is just so good. Even to this day, I think we talked about it on the last episode. Like, I really – I still enjoy their new sound that's coming out. It's a lot slower I- than it was, but – some of their songs are just bullshit though like yeah. i hate that pretty fly for a white guy song and Whoa. like get a job yeah. like fuck those right songs. they're, they're like, super popular like ones i agree yeah sure i mean but gosh that what look at the money that it made them true true it, it paid for dexter's doctorate degree so yeah yeah probably yeah. did dr dexter um yeah but what was their other they had like i mean I agree. All their singles, I'm not a big fan of. Like, Come Out and Play, The Kids Are All Right. Not a big fan of those. But all the other songs on their albums, I can listen to nonstop. Even, like, the Americana album. That was the first one I ever listened to by them. Just, I love all of them. I remember I saw them in uh, Sum 41 a couple years ago. Quite a few years ago now. Um, And they had this thing before the show that you could vote what's, like, one of three songs was going to be on their set. And it was, like, Walla Walla... And like two others. I don't know which ones they were. But it was just so cool that they gave that option. Like, hey, we're going to play one of these three songs. Which one do you want it to be? And then the the winner ended up and you had to text your answer to whatever. Now you can do it on an app. Yeah. yeah, so that was really cool. They were a really, really good show live. Do you guys like Sum 41 and would you consider them skate punk? I, I don't like them personally. My husband likes them. Um, I It's just not my thing. Again, it's like kind of that recycled. Um, ah, I mean, they have some uniqueness to them. Uh, they're, you know, of course, what they're Canadian, they're right? Canadian, yeah. So they're like yeah. kind of harder side to pop punk than uh, freaking uh, Simple Plan or whatever. <laughs> but right. yeah, I, I can don't see know. those. I, they I'm probably did tour together. Probably, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I I don't care for some 41. That the the one hit that they had early on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like when I'm at shows and you know, the, the filler music between bands, if that song comes mm-hmm. on, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Everyone still gets into it just because it's catchy. Yeah. And what, same with like, damn it from Blink-182. Everyone just loses their mind. So I'm with it. And there's a couple like that. Um, this guy also. Oh, this is my buddy Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Um, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Wow. Oh, yeah, Charlie Sheen. Shout um, out to Charlie. Yeah, he tags us all the time in a bunch of stuff. He so he said Offspring, Face to Face, Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Love love some yep. Pennywise, Pennywise and, and yeah. Bouncing Souls. Yep. 
Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Which, Bouncing Souls, they're based out of Asbury Park, New Jersey. My band, mm-hmm. our first show was at the same place. It's a place called the Stone Pony. Oh, where um, when you had the episode with Jay, yeah. you guys talked about the Stone Pony. Yeah, yeah, G was okay. talking about going there all the time. Yeah, that place, I mean, right on the water. He's a Jersey boy um, as well. Yeah, he... What, yeah, go ahead. What was the the big festival in Asbury Park? The big punk festival they had every Bamboozle. year. Was it Bamboozle? Because I, I remember, I remember a couple of my buddies from here going up there. Because um, we were, he tried to do, he tried to book shows and stuff back in the day, but uh, he got into um, a bunch of bands that were from that area. Um, so I don't know. He just got he got free tickets, and he was it was always about. I think he still goes on like vacations there to this day because he still has contacts with the bands who are probably no longer playing music but <laughs> right are, are still friends yeah um so bamboozle started there and then they moved it up to the meadowlands like giant stadium and stuff like that when it got oh, huge yeah. and then it disappeared they just stopped doing it because it got too expensive or liability or something then they came back to asbury park as the skate and surf festival which only lasted like uh, a year oh yes mm-hmm. I and, and that. i'm looking at it now they, they're bringing it back to atlantic city for 2023 so that's pretty exciting may 7th so if you're in jersey go check it out <laughs> hell yeah punk rock. um which since i've got it up let me see who they've got playing if anyone we know no not at all <laughs> it's got um <laughs> motionless and white talk about like a gimmicky band uh attila mm. Um, oh, it sounds like a garden tool. Yeah, I, I that's I think that's like kind of like a black metal band. Yeah, that's what I could be wrong. Like. But uh, yeah. lots of rappers that I've never heard of. Uh, keep going. Limp Biscuits playing. Look at that. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah! Um, I'm there. Bad Omens. They're kind of one of those like metal bands that are out now. Steve Aoki. He's a DJ. Mm. Um, Who used to be a hardcore kid back in the day? Did he? Okay, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. I set my friends on fire. Mayday Parade. Potential. There's potential. Oh, Mayday there. Parade. I remember that. Yep. We'll talk about them in they... our next episode. Yes, yes. Um, Finch. That's another kind of punky band. Oh, yeah. yeah like Finch mm-hmm. fucking rules, yeah. man. Yeah. Like that. They had they that, had that burn that... song, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a good so one. Good. And this is the 20-year yeah. anniversary of what it is to burn. So there you go. There it is. Oh. Um, Great album. got Saves the Day playing. Oh, that's we're going to talk about them in our next episode. So good. They're a skate punk band. I don't care what you say. Some of their more upbeat Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're not, they're more of an emo pop punk. punk. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. There's some of their more upbeat stuff is totally skate punk. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they also got the Hollywood Undead playing. Uh, they got Whee. they got the Teflon Don himself, Rick Ross playing. That's crazy. Whoa! <laughs> uh, who used to be a prison guard? That's that's the he. Uh, that's that makes how he, sense. Looking at him, that's how he's got he all of his like song he... material. He took from Inmate Stories when he was getting started. Um, Look at that hmm. monetizing on on your inmates on yeah. their behalf. Um, yeah. And then just a few other groups that i've never heard of whatsoever so if you're in new jersey and want to be underwhelmed by uh by a performance go check that out um speaking <laughs> of be great. skate punk mm-hmm. though and we'll go back to the list in just a second but how instrumental was the vans warp tour to just music oh. in oh, general yes. like i wish yes I, part of me wants it to come back but then i realized like yeah. it would be the senior circuit that i'd want to hear i don't want to hear any of the new stuff yeah. i want to hear everybody who's in their 50s and, and jamming out yes you know? yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. The yeah, the the warp tour was I mean, that was a a must every summer. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You had to go to the Warp Tour if you were a punk rock or hardcore kid. There towards the end, oh, they yeah. had some hardcore bands mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I remember. Um, hell, that's where I saw uh, the Offspring, mm-hmm. um, and it was after their MTV popularity, and they played all the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't none of their MTV hits were on there, and I just so we uh, I talked about this on the last podcast. We had. Uh, got in for free because we knew one of the bands that were playing and uh, we had backstage passes and stuff and watching them from the side of the stage. It was just like, you know, being 16, 17 years old again and, mm-hmm. and seeing the, a punk band for the first time. I just had the uh, ability to see them from the side of the stage. Yeah. Um, and, that year, oh, the best. New, Newfound Glory played. Oh, uh, they were awesome. Yes. And, um, you know, I would argue that they could be both, skate punk and pop punk again i think yeah. when they started or, they were nice and skatey and then they kind of got pop punky yes but they're still badass well yeah. they they termed the the phrase easy core mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we'll go into that we'll do in that the in the next, next episode yeah for sure yeah where um, they they came up with core. easy core yeah and they're they're still coming cool. out with records we'll definitely have to dive into them when we yeah um, their newest one's really good yeah um I saw, so I went to, again, it was, I was kind of too, my parents were a little too overprotective. So I never went to Warp Tour as a kid, but as I got older, I went to like some of the, some of the last incarnations. I saw the casualties at Warp yep. Tour. I saw, oh, yeah. um, you were talking about Flatfoot 56. We actually parked mm-hmm. our van next to their van. So my band was on tour and we, so there's a, there was a myth. It used to be a thing, but it was no longer a thing when we did it. But if you got to Warp Tour super early, like 5 a.m., and you said, "Hey, Kevin says I can play." They would they would let you play, and that was where the Kevin says stage started. And so our <laughs> band tried to do that. We got there, we were playing in Saratoga Springs, New York, and then our next tour date was Warp Tour. And we're like, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it." So we got there at like 4 a.m. We go to the gates and like, "Hey, Kevin says I can play," and they're like, "That's not a thing anymore." It's like, "Damn it!" So we went and we slept in the van <laughs> until until the show. And uh, Flatfoot 56, because we were in a van with a trailer, they parked us where the vans went. So Flatfoot was right there. And, you know, we didn't even, I didn't even know what their music was like at that point. But I saw Kilt. So I was like, hmm, I think I know what kind of music they play. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we saw, like, Alkaline Trio Jam there. Like, it was. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. the cool part about Warp Tour was, like, you were rubbing elbows with them. Like, they would, there were, they didn't take, like, the VIP route to get to stages and stuff. They were walking through. Yeah. They were getting a hot dog right next to you. It was just really cool. And then you could do all the meet and greets and all that stuff. Where it started to go wrong was the band started charging for meet and greets. Like, oh, we're oh, only going to yeah. sign yeah. your shit if you pay us $150. Then you can get in line. And I was like, that's stupid, man. That's yeah. way too much. And, you know, and then obviously the Warped Tour kind of went away. But it was fun. Uh, the last time I saw it was in Orlando, probably 2012, I think. And it was still a lot of fun, but Orlando in the middle of the summer is not a great time to be at an outdoor music festival. <laughs> I can imagine that would be an awful time standing on asphalt for 12 hours. Yeah, it was, oh, it was rough, God. but it was uh, definitely, we miss it. And as much as I wanted to come back, it should never come back because the bands that would play it now, I no. would not enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Unless they got the, the like, senior circuit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, or the the original lineup yes. from the first oh, world tour or something like cool. that. Yes. That would be super cool. But gosh, you know how much it would be 200 bucks yeah. to get it in. It would be like the when we were young yeah. fest that they have going on in uh <laughs> in Las Vegas. Yep. 
Um, okay, so um, uh, I'm just going to go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, this ahead. is just from the this listeners. Is... We got Blink-182. So that that's okay. uh, that's answer your question. This one we haven't talked about is Lagwagon. Oh yeah, yeah. they're a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, they were on they were on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm-hmm. Yep, they mm-hmm. sure were. Uh, another one for Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Pennywise. Our good friend BC, he's dropping he's dropping the real nuggets here. We've got JFA. Oh yeah, suicidal yeah. tendencies. Oh, uh, that's the original skate punk yeah. band yeah, right there. Absolutely, uh, Agent Suicide Orange for sure. Yep, that's yep. a good one. Uh, Rabbit Assault. They're a current band, yep. but check them out. He says. Oh yeah, Shredding Sheriff is the singer for that band. Oh okay, okay, coming soon oh. to a uh, punk rock cops yeah. episode near you. Can't wait yeah. to have him yep. on. Uh, no effects. They're they're kind of they straddle yeah. the line between yeah. skate punk and ska punk and yeah, Fat Mike being a I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, major douchebag. I. He's got a. I never liked. Was that? I never liked No Effects. Me neither. Um, growing I'm, I'm up, with you. The 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 older I get, the more that I tolerate mm. them. Um, their song Linoleum is awesome. Yep. Um, That's I about think. the only one I. I, yeah. I like um, Franco on American and Murder the Government. I like those two. No. Yeah. But beyond that, please, please play the song on the radio. That's actually a really funny mm-hmm. one. If you've ever, <laughs> that's probably my favorite by them, um, just because it's hilarious. So yeah, definitely check that one out if you haven't, because they make fun of like being on the radio, and it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I was yeah, just, I was just gonna say like the best thing that No Effects did for our style of music is Fat Records. That's it. Just buy all the yeah. bands that he put out, and I'm j- I just put up, pulled up the the list of bands they used to have. I mean, Anti Flag, the Ataris, uh, mm-hmm. Cobra Skull, oh, the Ataris, Descendants. Yeah, um, you know, it just goes on and on and on, and it's just yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. The Ataris, I saw them live. His hair always bothered me. I don't know why. <laughs> just it looks weird. Southern like California he's balding, boy, bleach blonde. And- and oh then, like, yeah! Did this yeah, comb yeah, yeah. over mm-hmm. weird thing. He did the emo over like, before it was so... popular. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just can't. He, uh, him, I think but... I sent this video to the group chat, but a buddy of mine uh, played drums for them for a while, and I guess he was drunk at a gig or something. And Chris lost his shit and started throwing his drum set at him and like smashed his guitar. It was it was awesome. And then like called him out and whatever. But when I did see them in show, they refused to play The Boys of Summer, like all their big shit. They, of course. You know, he's That's like, like their most popular yeah. song is a cover song. Yeah, he's like, man, fuck. Again, goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? Um, yeah. But he's like, no, fuck that. That's not our song. We're going to play all of our shit. And I appreciate him for that. I enjoy it. I love their music, though. Yeah, 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 they had yeah. some great they, songs. They, they put out a, yeah, exactly. Uh, Blue Skies um, and what was that album? The Blue Skies album I love. Blue oh, Skies yes, and yes. Happy Endings that. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had I, a song. I do what like was Happy it? Endings. What was the song um, on that Takeoff or something? I can't remember. Or please oh, hold. My God. Cue the hold music. Blue Skies, Broken Hearts, Next Twelve Exits. First off. Awesome title. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, yeah. San Dimas High School like, Football Rule. Like yes! that whole album. San Dimas High School Football. <laughs> yes. That song is awesome. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to. Also, their first album is dope. Anywhere But Here. Um, talk about nice mm-hmm. and like skate punky. That one. When I found it, I was like, wait, these are the same guys that did Boys of Summer? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So long a story is a great album yeah, too, though. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's, that's the one, one with um, 
with Boys of Summer on it, but everything around that song mm-hmm. is, is really in this diary and in this diary, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yep. Which was, you know, oh, it, it was kind of comforting. That's, uh, it was kind of comforting to see oh, that sorry. that No, no, go. Sorry. Oh, I was uh, just going off about the, his hair in this again. Diary. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> Did one of you guys post in the in one of our chats the video of them playing live recently, the Ataris? Or maybe I just saw that on Instagram. Is it the one I was talking about where he threw the drum set? Or no, no, no. They were just playing a a gig, Mm. uh, but it was recent, like you know, within the last few months or so. And I don't know. They they went downhill. That's for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, happens to. Well, so did so did some like. I mean, they're kind of more pop punk, which well, I'll just save it for our <laughs> for the pop punk. Pop punk. There's yeah. a there is a uh, page that I follow on the punk rock page, and uh, they show a lot of bands like when they were younger and now where they play now. Like they they did it for Bad Religion, mm-hmm. and like you just see how their whole vibe changes completely. And I, I remember sharing the Bad Religion one, and someone was like, "Man, they're like a." dad rock band at this point i'm like don't do that to bad religion don't do it <laughs> yeah it's but again they're they in their 60s like man what do you expect them to yeah. do like jump off the the amps and shit come on i i do like that their singer always wears a polo uh-huh. on stage oh, and, and he's got yeah and, yeah. He, and he just has the professor dad haircut and it's it's awesome right and again well, he's yeah, one he's of them a, with a doctor a professor so. Yeah, yeah. Coming yeah. soon, uh, Punk Rock Docs. Reading, we are doing that. <laughs> I'm reading his uh, book right now. Yeah. He, re- he just wrote a book, um, The Punk Paradox. Mm. Um, awesome. And it just talks about his life and how he got into punk and everything. That's and cool. it's it's pretty good so far. It's, again, like like a professor is writing it. So Yeah. He, like um, college not textbook. him. One of the... Uh, the guitar player, they did like a video on alternate press or something like that. And it was just a cooking video. Right. And, but he's like, Hey, this is punk rock recipes. And I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. But <laughs> going back to our last conversation about, you know, kind of rage became the machine. He's talking about like, Hey, be sure you're yes. vaccinated. Be sure. Oh God. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, yeah, you, you yeah. had me when yeah. you were there rest- all, they're all about that bad religion. Uh, you know, they're all about that. Like, Brian Baker, who was in Minor Threat, mm-hmm. is plays bass for Bad Religion now, or mm-hmm. guitar, one of the two. Guitar, anyway, guitar, yeah. and like he will not fucking shut up about like yeah. All I think that's that the one vaccination that was doing stuff. the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then been uh, awesome. Same with the Dexter from Offspring. Like they talk a bunch of shit about that as well. So now <laughs> you know, you know it's been awesome. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a vaccination guy or anything, but. It's kind of a it's a red flag that all the doctors are, are teaming up and saying, "Hey, maybe maybe it's a good thing." Well, they, well PhD doctor, right? right well, right. and they're supposed to be punk rock, and they're like, "Oh, get that vaccine!" Right, and I, I I'm know, totally just... for people getting their higher education. Which, when we do our punk rock docs episode, I think that'll be fun. But stop preaching, man. Yeah. That's not that's yeah. not you. It's it's not a good vibe. It doesn't even matter who it is. Yeah, it's not punk rock. Mm-mm. Going back to what you were talking about it'd have been funny if they did like the punk rock uh recipe episode and it was just like ramen noodles that would have been so funny <laughs> and, and taco bell yeah yes <laughs> on today's episode way. of punk rock recipes we're going to taco bell <laughs> here's how to get a full meal on two cents here's how it works yep. do you guys remember uh, back in the day i i don't know uh what show it was on mtv 
but like they followed around Blink-182 for the day. And I just remember Mark going to the drive-thru and he got like two huge full bags of food for like 20 bucks. And he goes, man, that'll feed 10 people, 20 bucks. No, I don't. But I, I remember like, that is so well, cool. Because I, I, they did a documentary of their tour. It was uh, Riding in Vans with Boys. It was uh, Blink, oh. I think Green Day, and a few others. And it was the, okay. but the band that was doing it was like some opener band that shouldn't have been on that tour. Like it just, I think Mark met them once and put them on. Um, I watched, I watched most of that documentary at a gig that my band was playing that no one showed up at. So we just watched the documentary instead. Yeah. Um, but if you guys get a chance, I don't, I don't know where it is. You can probably find it on YouTube, but it's riding in vans with boys. Decent. Yeah. So it might be, it might be a clip from that if I had to guess, but could you imagine like that same Mark Hoppus today <laughs> doing that? Like, <laughs> Which also the best thing about their comeback tour right now is the fact that he is able to go because he had brain cancer and he survived it. Right. So that's that's pretty rad. Oh shit! Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't yeah. know that. He had like no, really bad I'm brain glad. cancer. Which at this mm-hmm. moment, uh, he almost Chad, died. Yeah, uh, Chad from Newfound Glory, he's fighting cancer right now too. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. I knew that. I I follow those guys pretty pretty uh, regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He made those uh, cancer shirts everything. that that yeah. were um, like. Uh, cancer can suck it like and they did like the judge logo and yeah. uh what was the Saw other that. one that they did uh for it had something to do with cancer i can't remember that's really cool um yeah yeah shout out to those guys keep keep fighting maybe one day we'll get chad gilbert on the show and we'll be yeah he's down there by you yeah. amazing apparently uh krista makes his family lives like a half hour south of where i currently am so i'm gonna just sit oh, outside cool. his parents house and be like hey can chris be on our show please <laughs> I well, less than jake is always on tour these days yeah they're um well so i just i follow krista makes on a couple different accounts and he's gonna be doing um the punk rock museum in las vegas he's gonna be oh, a yeah. tour guide for like the next two months so you're out in Las Vegas. Awesome. That's pretty cool. I messaged him. So he says on his Instagram, like, hey, if you want me to write a song for your brand, let me know. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to get Punk Rock Cops to have a song by Krista Makes? It's a oh lot of money. So that's not going to happen, guys. Sorry. We're going to keep with uh, with Dave's free song that he did for us. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and it's the best, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. It is the best. Just I like having some like interchangeability, you know, and but not for a lot of money i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) well so question for you tens this is a little bit too ska for me skate punk the suicide the suicide machines yes yes absolutely um too scottish or i I, I just don't vibe with them at all you don't vibe you don't like suicide machines what the fuck it's over like see like they'll have some they'll start playing a song i'm like oh this is good and then they'll get into that ska kind of uh-huh, reggae uh-huh. shit and they're, i'm just like they're, i just can't do it they're like ska core so they have those elements those harder elements but then they have the little ska in the background i love them from the moment i heard them i love oh. them <laughs> okay so and, hold on real quick so i i just typed them into google so that way i could finger you know finger hey so i could pick out I specific things i want to okay. talk about Whatever you want to do on hey, your own whatever, time. Whatever will get us listened to. But anyway, just, I type in yeah. suicide machine and there's pods where you can literally suicide yourself. There's what? Hmm. 
Like, it's literally a euthanasia device. I type in suicide machine, and that's what comes up. <laughs> Not the band, but a euthanasia device. Oh. So anyway, let well, me type they in. Were, think now that I'm they, on it. It was legal in Canada, wasn't it? Well, think, so they that the name of suicide machines, they, they were came Kevorkian up with that. and the suicide machine. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I just didn't I think just, that I, would come up. <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> well, now you know, people, if you want to you suicide yourself, yourself with, yeah. a, with a machine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, you could actually... just do it for free. Why would you pay money? Right. We just call it suicide, you know, <laughs> instead of euthanasia. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So um, their app, their album, Destruction by Definition, is like goaded. That's like a top tier oh, yeah. album. That's um, one of my okay. to what albums to what Justin was time. saying though. Their song, I think it's Hey, starts off super heavy, and I'm like, oh, this one's gonna kick me right in the balls. I'm all about it. And then the upchucks happen. I'm like, ah, like not in this song. Like it was so good. It started out so strong. Yeah. And then when yeah, the upchucks, it just kind of, like, ah. yeah. Well, exactly. Again, like listening to a podcast with uh, Jay Navarro, the the singer. Um, not to be confused with Dave Navarro. Right. <laughs> no relation. Um, Jay was saying how they were drunk, like really drunk half the time when they record these albums. So whatever happened, That's happened. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> with their with their that's pretty, albums, that's fucking punk so, rock. That is punk rock. That. So you got to respect mm-hmm. that at least. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's just the elements, like like Tens was saying, like oh, this song starts, it's awesome, and then they start with the ska mm-hmm. shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nope, nope, can't do it. I can't, I can't have a hardcore song with real big fish in the middle. <laughs> right, Sorry. right. It just doesn't. I mean, so I there's speaking, no horns, but speaking of ska and hardcore, there's a band, and I got a, I can't remember the name of the band. I wrote them down somewhere, but there's a band. Uh, matter of fact, they're from New Jersey, and they do this weird fusion with like ska and hardcore in it um if anyone knows what i'm talking about uh feel free to message mm. uh, the punk rock cops or message me or whatever They're probably called the dog shits <laughs> well it's i can't fucking remember the name of this band but i know someone who listened and knows what i'm talking about mm. but it was it's the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my life because it's straight up like hardcore like almost like metalcore mm. like uh you know poison the well like vocals and then all of a sudden they have this like ska breakdown in the middle and you're like what the fuck just happened here that's like it's weird and I, oh my god i can't believe it is awful but i can't so there's a the band the hopefully band. it's not what you're talking about but there's a band that i consider way more skate punk than ska than hardcore than anything it's also they're listed as rap metal as i looked them up but zebrahead they're not from New Jersey, so yeah. I mean, oh, I love yeah, Zebrahead. Yeah. I think there's so much fun. Yeah. There's a lot of energy to them, and yeah, and they they changed into or the singer went to another band that was like the Bravery. Mm, okay, yeah, they um, always had some pretty good they were, clout in the hardcore community. Yeah, so they um, the singer from Zebrahead ended up starting the Bravery, which is kind of like a I don't know, like a mixture of like kind of alternative new way i don't know mm. how to even describe them but they had a few good songs yeah i enjoy them speaking like kind of in that same genre more rap metal but they were like they had hardcore clout for some reason downset oh yeah i remember yeah. downset mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah they were always like i don't know you, you would just hear uh let's see here i'll pick out 
I think it was Empower, their song Empower, starts super good. Like, oh, this is going to be hard. And then the, the dude starts rapping. Once it gets going, I'm like, oh, this is, this is not good. <laughs> this could be Limp Biscuit. But I don't know. They always had clout in the in the hardcore community. Yeah, yeah. Same with the skate, skate punkish. Um, same with the. Uh, oh my god, I just lost it. They're from California. Um, that narrows it down. The Vandals. <laughs> well, no, the Vandals those, those are, are total skate punk. <laughs> and they're, no, they're they're the the best. But I just had a band, and it totally just left me. Uh, Deftones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The Deftones are awesome. How can yeah. you not like the mm-hmm. Deftones? Yeah, they had some elements of uh, hardcore in there. Yeah. But, but they were kind of mm. like very slowed down, but then they had those like shouty. Yeah. Definitely parts as don't well. fall into the skate punk realm, but, you know, they kind of are enjoyed but by all. A lot of the, yeah, a lot yeah. of the skaters I knew loved the Deftones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I still love the Deftones. Um, I went to see them, oh gosh. Right after, maybe it was in high school or right after they toured with Incubus, mm. of all people. Oh, yeah. Um, which I enjoyed Incubus's kind of first couple yeah. records. Um, but uh, it was at an arena, you know, um, like where the Columbus Blue Jackets play yeah, their hockey. Yeah. Which is it. We, we do have an NHL team in Ohio. So <laughs> oh, you do? Look out world. <laughs> yes. I'm not a fan. I, I'm a real hockey fan. I like the Bruins. I thought you were going to say Blackhawks. Um, uh, Bruins. Abs or nothing. Abs won the Stanley Cup, so a couple times. Yeah, who has the most Stanley Cups in history? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Look it up. You're not from Boston, <laughs> so. My mother is. Oh, okay, fine. I like all the Boston pass. teams. <laughs> but uh, Boston by insemination. Yes. <laughs> That's um, like how I, I live in Florida, but I still rep the, the Jersey teams. And New, and New oh, York yeah. teams, because sure. Jersey only has, like, two teams to their name. <laughs> one team, actually. Well, I mean, The Devils, right? Yeah, the Devils are my hockey team, if I had to pick one. Well, they had the Nets there for a yeah. while, but... Then they went to Brooklyn went and got bought by up. Jay-Z, and I don't, I don't follow basketball yeah. anymore. Yeah, we can't do that. I could so lament I, on New Jersey sports, but that's a different, that's a different <laughs> podcast altogether. New Jersey makes up in food and bands for the that's lack of That's fair. I'm good with that. I, approve, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, so I went to the Dest- the Deftone show, right? And, and I didn't get tickets till the last minute. You know, in this, it's in this sixteen thousand seat arena, so I didn't get floor seats like the rest of my friends. So we go in and um, we all get in. I bought a cheaper ticket, and they all get these uh, these wristbands, right? Well, when they put them on, they pulled them tight and they left like three four inches at the end. So we're like holy shit, let's go find a pair of scissors and uh, some tape. Oh, so we yes. all cut them off. We just go to a concession mm-hmm. stand. We're like, hey, do you have some tape? They're like, yeah, sure. What do you need it for? I was like, don't worry about <laughs> it. So we cut all my buddies off and we taped it on my wrist mm-hmm. and that got me on the floor and saved me like 100 bucks. It was awesome. I've done that before for a friend um, at an Atreyu show. Mm. Atreyu. I love Atreyu. I don't care nice. what anyone says. That, it just they came back think recently. The movie. Oh, yeah. Never ending story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Atreyu. I always had a crush on that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that Dragon was a dog. I thought it was just a giant so dog. Did I. <laughs> like a fluffy dog. Because, I mean, it yes. looks like a dog. It doesn't uh-huh. look like a dragon. Yes, absolutely. I thought it was a fucking dog. An adorable you know, dog. Growing up watching it. But the girl that was in the movie, I had a crush on when I was a kid. 
But she, yeah, Treyu's not bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're kind of like, they kind of have that screamo element mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And then the drummer who can like fucking drum it and double bass it like and sing at the same time. Mm. That's That takes some coordination and rhythm and all of that. Major props to drummers yes. that can sing. Like at the same yeah. time. Yes. Shout out to Phil Genesis. Phil from except Genesis. For him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, except I'm, I'm for him. He started it all. And also, <laughs> now, uh, the really Eagles, right? If the drummer from Def Leppard <laughs> also sang. Now that would take extra skill with one arm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> one of my favorite music jokes of all time. I can't remember, but it's like, what is seven arms and sucks? Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I pour some sugar on me, baby. Oh yeah. What's the difference between uh, uh I can't remember, but it's something like uh <laughs> I can't remember. Something about oh, what's the difference between I don't know, something about a ska band and a rhinoceros. Something about or what do they have in common? They both have horns in the front and an asshole in the back or something like that. Yeah, it's okay. cute. Yeah, ska yeah. sucks. Rhinoceros is cool. <laughs> Scott does not suck. I don't give like a fuck what any of you I, assholes say. Scott does I not just can't suck. Get into Do I, I can no, I Scott related I, here. No, I don't. It's it's fine. I just it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't <laughs> do it for me. It's fine. It's, it's, just, fine. it's fine. Let it exist. I saw Real Big Fish, and they were not. And the Mighty Mighty Boston's. They were really good. Oh, Boston's are. Uh, awesome. Never got to see them live. I always missed them. Uh, they at the Warp mm-hmm. Tour that I went to. That was just a stacked yeah. year. It was. Yeah. It was great. Um. My Chemical Romance play. That was awesome. I got to cry. <laughs> you cried? No, God, no. Your, did your eyeliner super... run? Yes. <laughs> it has to. It was only because it you, was so hot. Admit it, Justin. Sweating. You wore eyeliner. You were you were in that phase. You wore the eyeliner. No. That was uh, uh, You hesitated. Of... <laughs> Quit it. I never had the white belt. I did have hair down to my shoulders, though, but I did not you dye it black. Ha- you didn't have a white belt? Did you have no. like was did it you studded wear your at girlfriend's least? did you wear your no. girlfriend's flared pants? Jeans? I did not I never was a hipster. Mm. Never got into it. I didn't even discover freaking stretch jeans until like five years ago. <laughs> oh, and so now you wear stretchy jeans? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, express for men. Yeah. Oh. They make them super stretchy. And it's he's awesome. a canine, he has to. It comes with the. He oh, has yeah. to. It comes with the with the, the position title. It's just like uh, all those express jeans hair and, and hair gel, exactly. Yeah. And the, the uh, yeah. male detectives these days, <laughs> they they look like they're GQ models too. So, yeah. None of the detectives I work with. No. Oh. Yeah. And I, no. I would see some I, of our male detectives be like, "Bro, are you going for a photo shoot or are you solving a crime? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> we have a uh, one of the one of the canine handlers in our group. We call him Hollywood because he looks like a, a Hollywood GQ model. That's amazing. Good dude. Good dude. Great guy. Well, let's see pictures. Like a douchebag, so we but... so we can. No, he doesn't at all look like a douchebag. Oh, okay. No, he. I won't say <laughs> he looks. He's good. Dude. He's good. <laughs> he knows what I like. You've you've peeked at him in the <laughs> locker room, right? <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Dave? Nice watch. <laughs> yeah all right guys so i think this will wrap our uh skate punk episode if you guys like this episode leave us a comment in the comment section about what your favorite ska or ska skate punk um song or band is and uh yeah stay tuned for our next episode where we talk all about pop punk and emo and all that good stuff. Yes, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you next time. Catch you later, kids. Bye. Bye.